Hello, everyone. Happy February. God, January's finally over. January felt like a year. Yeah, the world's still on fire. Don't, don't, get, don't, don't let yourself believe anything to the otherwise. <laughs> My God, I couldn't believe just how long January felt, and here it is, February, and it it feels like January hasn't ended yet. Right, this is just a this is just the surprise January is yes. all this is. And what do I do for surprise January slash February? I pick a movie that I'm beginning to after watching the trailer maybe regret. But oh, do you? <laughs> but I wanted to. You know, it was, it was time for us to tackle Disney Plus. Yeah, and, and Lord knows there's so much on Disney's Plus that they've released out of the vault that has not aged well. And when I say has not aged well, I mean... Angela Lansbury. <laughs> no. Um, I mean... <laughs> I'm I mean, with Chris on this. <laughs> she old. I, I, I mean stuff that is questionable of being in the film. <laughs> Listen... I don't think the stuff on Disney Plus is questionable enough. I think that they need to really, really make it questionable. Just go they out, just, go all out, and put "Song of the South" on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, put "Song of the South" on there and call it um, "Avengers Endgame." Um, and put the for that. There you go. That's what WandaVision actually is. WandaVision is actually going to be "Song of the South." Just repeat it over and over again. <laughs> Every week. But there's so many choices on there. And I settled upon this one. Um, because you hate me. <laughs> um, because this one does turn 40 years old this year. Um, it is part of a beloved franchise from Disney. And believe it or not, it's, it's worse than the most recent version of the, of this franchise. Um, the movie we chose, well, at least I chose, is Herbie Goes <laughs> Bananas from 1980. Um, yeah. And um, believe it or not, this Herbie movie is actually worse than the Lindsay Lohan one when they tried rebooting the franchise and failed horribly. I mean, I was hoping that she was in this. <laughs> no, instead we have Cloris Leachman and, and um, Harvey Corman. Fresh off of their performances in High Anxiety, um, being teamed up again in this Disney film, and um, this is known as the worst performing film of the franchise. Um, well, and I love the fact that when you watch the trailer, Harvey Corman is questioning, like, it just seems to be he's questioning whether he's in the right place all the time. Like, is this at the actual film set for the thing that I said I'd do? Like, that's just, that's his face at every second. Yeah, he, he's got this look like, do I really need this paycheck? Yeah, right. Does my pool need cleaned this badly? <laughs> and Cloris <coughs> Leachman is, is just being Cloris Leachman, basically. Um, she doesn't know where she is. Let's be honest. Here's a bit of trivia. Lindsay Lohan was born six years after this film was made. Well, there you go. I, I, Chris, that's just math. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
speaking of math, there was a total of 26 Volkswagen Beetles that were used to make this movie, the most in any of the films in the franchise. And there's five, there's five films plus a short-lived TV series in the Herbie franchise. One of the, as we saw in the trailer, one of the uh, Herbies walks the plank off of this cruise ship that it's on, and they actually threw a full life-size real Volkswagen Beetle into the ocean and never recovered it. So, so Disney <clears throat> polluted the ocean <laughs> to make this movie. They they Milo and Otis this car into the water. Yeah. Um, and then they turn around and they go and make Disney's Oceans for Earth Day. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, polluted the damn planet with throwing Volkswagen Beetles into the water. Does it? Do, do either of you know the? The backstory of Herbie, do they ever explain how Herbie became a sentient Volkswagen bug? They, they never do, no. And I, if, if memory serves me right, in any of the movies, they never do. And Is it a haunted car, or, like, I want to know. Who knows? It's Disney. That's what it is. It's Disney. That's that's the explanation. It's Disney. There must have been some magic in that old silk thing. <laughs> When they put it on his head, he began to dance around. Beep beep. If only Herbie would melt in the sun because <laughs> oh, I know. because I think it got a lot of sun. You know, it's it's just short of a Saturday Night Live sketch with like uh, with uh, uh, oh, what's his name? The guy from uh, the the guy from uh, um, the guy that did uh, is in the IFC show uh, about hipsters. What's that guy's name? Oh, um, Anders, uh, no, uh, Fred Armisen. Yeah, it's just short of Fred Armisen smacking his face and going, Adios mio! <laughs> so for, for, <laughs> for those who are not familiar with the, with the history of Herbie, um... Herbie is vaguely racist. Yeah. I don't know that. Just like Lindsay Lohan. Yes. <laughs> um, the, Lindsay. The, the very, the very first film was The Love Bug, which came out in 1968. I and, love that movie. And it was a massive hit. Um, the first movie only cost $5 million to make. It starred Dean Jones, Michelle Lee, David Tomlinson, and the unfunny, filthy humor of Buddy Hackett. Because when I think of Disney, I think Buddy Hackett. Um, the film it's all about segregation, right? <laughs> The film was uh, was only cost five million dollars to make, and it went on to gross fifty two million dollars in the box office. So massive hit. Um, the only thing I distinctively remember about the film was the negative stereotype Asian character who sponsors the Love Bug, <laughs> the race, and and Buddy Hackett, who just happens to speak whatever language it was, being the interpreter, and through Buddy Hackett's voice, speaking whatever dialect it is. And just, I just remember that just being, oh God. <laughs> um, after that came the sequel, Herbie Rides Again. Sure. Um, Herbie Rides Again is, uh, it stars, um, What's his face? Uh, 
Ken, uh, not, Ir- Irve Vilichez. No. That's Herbie. <laughs> Uh, Ken Burns, not Ken Burns, but, um... Ken That'd be a different movie. Yes. Ken Berry. Ken Berry, that's right. Uh, it stars Ken Berry. Uh, now, it, the sequel didn't come out until 1974. So there was a, there was some time passage between the first Herbie movie and the sequel. Um... They had to find another sentient car. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, it starred Ken Berry, Stephanie Powers... Helen Hayes and Keenan Wynn. Um, it was a hit. Also, the the film again was low budget. Uh, this time, costing nine million dollars, uh, but went on to gross thirty eight point two million. Not as much as the first movie, but still, it was a hit. Um, and what's great about Herbie Rides Again is apparently, if you pay attention to the um, the film credits during Monty Python and the Holy Grail, Herbie Rides Again is mentioned in there. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, so uh, that's that's how big that was. Then after that, um, in 1977, came uh, Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo, which <laughs> brought, which uh, um, which brought Dean Jones's character from the first movie back, and this time he's joined by Don Knotts. The beginning of the end. Yeah, um, and this one was it was a semi hit. It it's it's like it's like the airport movies from the seventies. It was like it made some money, so yeah, we'll throw out another sequel. Uh, this time it involved a diamond heist happening during a Grand Prix across the entire world, the Trans France race, as they called it. Wasn't the plot the cars too? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, it made twenty nine million dollars off of a nine million dollar budget, so technically a hit so there was also um you know the one we're talking about now herbie goes to um hell um (laughs) uh, herbie goes bananas herbie visits the scrapyard yes and then um it wasn't until 2005 when we got another theatrical herbie movie herbie fully loaded with Lindsay lohan well i think you're wrong because in 2001 um, a young Vin Diesel and Paul Walker started a movie called Fast and the Furious. Um, well, from Vin- there, spawning not one, not two, but eight more sequels starring a, a, a disguised Herbie as Paul Walker's <laughs> Lancer. Um, <laughs> and actually, what you're going to find out through the story is the Herbie movies are actually sequels to the Fast and Furious movies, and the fact that Herbie is sentient is actually the ghost of Paul Walker inside of that car. Yeah. <laughs> That's my fan theory. There you go. That works. Now, believe it or not, Herbie fully... Yes, I love Fast and the Furious movies, and at some point we should do a very special episode where we talk about all nine of them. Now, believe it or not, Herbie, I don't believe it. Herbie Fully Loaded was a box office smash. So I'm surprised there's not been another Herbie movie yet because the it only cost well, also the cocaine smash that all went up Lindsay Lohan's yeah, pretty face. Much, yeah. So uh, Lindsay, they can't afford liability wise to do another one. Lindsay Lohan fully loaded. <laughs> hey, uh, poor Lindsay, let's just <laughs> Um and there was also a nineteen ninety attempt to do a made for television reboot uh that didn't work. Um however Night Rider. <laughs> However, <laughs> I love. I'm batting a thousand tonight. Roy's getting mad at me. This is great. 
We're talking about the film that initially killed the franchise, Herbie Goes Bananas, uh, which made a paltry $18 million in the box office. And here's the reason why. It's it not well, one, it was not very well received. Um, secondly, it opened up against the Blues Brothers. Really? Yes. It opened the same weekend as the Blues Brothers, which was a huge mistake. <laughs> Um, because the Blues Brothers went on to become one of the biggest films of 1980. <laughs> At all time, for that matter, when you get down to it. Also, you know what the Blues Brothers didn't have? A sentient car. A metric shit ton of bananas. <laughs> yeah, they make, you, they, they make you want to realize that the title is not a metaphor, is when this a they plot sh- to overthrow Castro? Is that what this movie is? <laughs> and there's some bullfighting involved, and it eats. A, Herbie eats a plane, which yes. makes me think it's on crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the little Hispanic kid driving it, and um, you have uh, Charles Martin Smith, um, who um, <gasps> really went on to really, yeah, exactly, Ooh. exactly. Um, and then you had um, a lot of shit, basically, is <laughs> going yeah. on. Um, I, I remember when I did see this movie, I, I remember the way that they enticed people to go see this movie in the nineteen uh, in 1980 was that um, when it wasn't doing so hot. Angel Ellsbury did an erotic striptease? No, God, no. Um, they did Carol the, Channing's titties. No, not you know oh. that once is enough for those. But <laughs> Chris, you're giving me flashbacks. <laughs> it's like Doc crying over here. They, I remember they re they reissued this movie the week. I remember, I distinctively remember this the week after it came out to entice people to go see this movie by doing a double feature of this with the three caballeros. No. Yes. <laughs> you know, just, just, just to, just to punch in that, you know, south of the border theme that was going on in here. Oh. Oh. So they felt that if they threw the three caballeros with oh. the film, it would entice people to stay and watch Herbie Goes Bananas. It didn't. It failed hardcore. Um, and so. I, I think it'd be interesting to rediscover this movie, especially since it stars Cloris Leachman and Harvey Corman. And it features the uh, it features a Volkswagen Beetle not only trying to eat an airplane, but bullfighting also. Also ate, ate a giant gold disc at one point yeah. in the trailer. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah, there's like jewel thieves involved and a drug cartel. Involved. It's, it's Miami Vice, is what it is. <laughs> and, and then at one point we see it get tricked out into a Mexican cabbie, you know, complete with the the like with the 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 the, the felt dingleberries like um, yeah, Cheech Marin had an up and smoke yes. dingling from the dangling from the ceiling of it, and I'm just, like, the whole entire time I'm watching the trailer, I'm going, oh my god, oh my god, so we're going to strap ourselves in and, um, 
I guess. Prepare us. It'll be worth it for the next film. Trust me. Trust me. Oh, I think me. it'll be worth it for this film. It just, it, yeah, it looks like a, a, a log flume down shit mountain, so I'm ready. <laughs> I think that's one of the new rides they're opening up this year, Disneyland. Yes. <laughs> it's the Herbie Goes South log flume down shit mountain. You're riding a giant banana. <laughs> and at the end, there's like this animatronic Herbie who's hopping up and down with his mouth and he spits bananas at you. Just scratching real hard. <laughs> and at the end, it's Chris Catan wearing a sombrero and a serape going, Ay Dios mío. <laughs> Chris Catan. <laughs> Jesus. Now you know he'd be going with Mango. <laughs> he'd just be down there apropos. It, matter of fact, if they didn't hire him, that's just what he's doing with his life. <laughs> it's a different character every day. He's going to show up as the Girl Scout from uh, whatever that horrible movie was. Where oh. He's like, y'all want some cookies? He's going to do that guy. Yeah, he'll be that. Then one day he'll be like, no, you cannot have me as Mango. Yeah, and then there's another day where he's just half of the... Uh, Half of those two brothers that Will Ferrell did the other one, the What is Love, Baby Don't yeah. Hurt Me, that they made the movie about. <laughs> and then on Lucky Days, you'll get to see him as that ape character that he used to play, just sitting there eating an apple. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's Chris Kattan right there. That, that, there's where his career went. It's just, that's it. <laughs> and they're like, you'll have to leave now, Chris Kattan. It's like, no, you can't make me. No. <laughs> it's still better than Rob Schneider. <laughs> No, Rob Schneider will be at the end of It's a Small, Small, Terrifying World. <laughs> because, it, because it ends with Chris... Because, it, because, because it'll end with Rob Schneider. And as you're getting towards the end of the ride, you're here, Rob Schneider is in a small world. And then there you go. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Oh, God, we haven't even watched the movie yet. and We've already melted down. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with our reaction to Herbie Goes Bananas. You almost said herpes. <laughs> Here comes a brand new Herbie. It's dynamite. The love bug goes south of the border. The hard way. In Disney's all-new Herbie Goes Bananas. It's Herbie with all new styling. I've never seen anything like it. All new performance. <laughs> Running circles around the competition. Taking on a gang of gold thieves. 700 miles on a banana boat with wheels. I think he's trying to chew it off. Get him! Cloris Leachman. Think he wants to tell us something. It's a car woman, not Lassie. Harvey Corman. And Disney's top banana, Herbie. A car that drives everyone bananas. <laughs> Herbie goes bananas. My friend, amigo. 
The song is gonna be sung throughout the entire film. Shut up. In Spanish. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Well, if anybody ever wondered why the 70s up to the time The Little Mermaid was released in theaters is known as the Dark Ages for Walt Disney Studios, I present to you Exhibit A with with Herbie Goes Bananas. (laughs) Wow. The worst thing we've ever seen. I will say that. No, that's the only thing I'm giving it the entire time. It wasn't the worst thing we've ever seen. Oh no, no, Dot and the Kangaroo and Terror Tiny Town still hold that true yeah. and dear. But wow, this was rough. Yeah, I all I felt like I fell. I felt like I kept. I watched the entire movie. Yeah, when the movie was over, I felt like I had fallen asleep and woken up periodically through it. <laughs> because it's just like there's so much nothing and then there's something that just doesn't make any sense and then there's so much nothing again well that's the, just the, kind of the movie the film is nothing but plot conveniences without a plot yeah there's no plot to this movie there's no there's no plot whatsoever it's just okay that's we got this plot convenience and we got this plot convenience what's the plot it doesn't care we got a kid in a car and he's spanish Two guys are trying to get a car to... Where are they trying to get it to? Somewhere past Brazil. (laughs) Somewhere, yeah. Somewhere south of Brazil so that they can... uh so that they can enter a race. Yeah, apparently the, the, the one of the guys, not the Charles Martin Smith character, but the other character is related to the Dean Jones character from... Uh, the first and third Herbie movie, because they referenced the whole thing with Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo in it. And then um, Cloris Leachman is horny. And weird she, horny, too. We, we very, Disney horny. Yeah, Disney she's, horny. She's Disney horny. And and her her niece has these very bothersome looking glasses. I've never I know that there was questionable fashion during this time period when the film came out, but I don't recall ever seeing eyeglasses on those type of I mean they made Dorothy Michaels in Tootsie's glasses look fashionable. Yeah. And and again, I'm gonna put a question mark at the end of love interest for her. I, I'm not <laughs> Yeah, it was a questionable love interest, and then you've got, you know, the you, you've got you got the little kid from Coco all over the place. Yeah, that's the only good explanation for what that kid is. Um, but also, he speaks Demon Car. Yeah, so that's he, good. Yeah, how is he able to speak Car? I'm like, okay, you can understand the and the that the car. That's exactly how Herbie talks in the movie. And, and even when Cloris Leachman was like, I think he's trying to tell us something. I'm like, oh my God, she can speak car too? Well, my thing is, they don't, nobody bats an eye at the fact that this car is driving itself <laughs> go into a bullfighting ring to fight some bulls. Like, just, it, you know. Throwing bananas at the crooks. Right. Nobody bats an eye at any of this. It's just happening, and they're fine with it. It's like, oh, hey, well, me, this car's driving by itself. Hey, we got a race car! It's just like, what is happening in this entire movie? 
Well, I pointed out to you very early, very early in the movie, they lock a Mexican kid in a cage. Oh, God, yes. I mean, this movie has not aged well no, at all. No. I mean, first of all, when we're, inter- when we're introduced to the kids in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, I mean, the kids all are coming up with their guitars and you're just waiting for them to sing Remember Me out of nowhere. Um, and then you have the one kid who's cute, precocious, and of course he's a thief. Well, and the thing is, it's just, the whole movie is a 1970s stereotype. Yeah, filmed in 1980. That's the thing. And But it's, it's, it is rife with 1970s stereotypes about everything south of the border. It really is. Yes. Yes. Um, and... Uh, I, I have a question for you. You being way more well-versed in this than I am. I personally think, even though it was never never leaned into in the movie, of course, I think Harvey Corbin's gay in this movie. I don't know. Harvey Corbin, he had some very questionable acting choices in this movie. Because, uh, First of all, was he a pirate? I mean, he wasn't a pirate. I think he was just insane. Because <laughs> he's talking about, you know, about how blood... Like, when we're first introduced to him, he's having a conversation at the captain's table in the banquet hall, and he's like, and there was blood on all of it. That's the way it was. Very flamboyant and, and like, very... There, basically, it was Captain Jack Sparrow without looking like Captain Jack Sparrow. Imagine if Harvey Corman was trying to interpret Captain Jack Sparrow, only a little more gay. In his mind, he was an 1820s ship's captain. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, it's just, it was very, 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 very questionable. It really was. To say the least. I mean, th- this film was loaded with a lot of questionable choices. It really, it really was. Um, like the bullfighting sequences. It's like, okay, we're 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 it. We're south of the border. Of course, we've got to have bullfighting. <laughs> and it's very unclear as to exactly what country they're in at this point when the yeah. bullfighting is happening. I mean, we don't... Because they've already gotten past Panama, because we could tell we could tell they were in Panama because we saw the Panama Canal. But we don't know, like, if they're in... Well, I'm going to guess Colombia, well, based by the way that the uh, the leader was dressed with his family in the front row of the bullfight. Well, at some point, on the, the Herbie breaks Coco out of his boat cage, and which is a sentence... That accurately portrays ten minutes of this film. Um, yeah, that's the first ten minutes of this movie. Latin and, kid gets thrown into a cage with chicken wire. By the way, by dad, by, by by Harvey Corman, and the car rescues him. But Harvey is then thrown overboard. Not into Harvey. The ocean. Not Harvey. Herbie. Oh, I'm sorry, Herbie. Yes, and then we get. What is probably 40 minutes of movie, a Herbie and the Love Bug movie, with no Herbie. Yeah, there's a giant patch with no Herbie. And then we cut to the next day, and Herbie emerges in the Panama Canal the next day. 
However, Herbie is covered in so much rust at this point. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, I know that he was in salt water. But there's absolutely no way in hell a car rusted that much, that fast, overnight. <coughs> oh, by, by the way, apparently Herbie is the Wolverine of imported cars as well because he can heal himself. <laughs> he christine himself. Yeah, this whole movie is Christine. <laughs> This is the this is the fun loving romp version of Christine. <laughs> if Christine smoked a bunch of weed in Mexico, this is what you would have. Oh, I'm gonna get into a bullfight, and the kid and everybody's like, "Why are you fighting? What is happening?" And Herbie's like, "I'm gonna fight this bull." Like, why? Why are you on ayahuasca? Is that what happened while you were over? What you were at the bottom of the ocean that you magically got out of the next day? What what I love also is is that um, um, Herbie apparently wanted to become a um, guilty by association by assisting this kid who was a crook uh, by, by you know by basically hiding the kid and everything when this kid honestly needed to pay for his crimes because because he's a because he's a thief and the, and and, the, and they make this precocious little thief. They try to make him the most likable character, and Herbie's like, oh, I know, he's stealing everybody's wallets in Puerto Vallarta, but it's just a kid. <laughs> like, Herbie, what the hell? <laughs> it's, it, is, it is a weird movie. Like I said, not the worst, but it is a weird-ass movie. And, and for sure. And how about that extremely shiny silver disco jumpsuit race car suit that um oh he wore to the disco that he wore to the disco dance and then yeah trying to dance with a pretty ugly girl (laughs) my favorite part about her was cloris leachman acknowledging um that uh that he knew that 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 she knew that they were trying to whore up the girl to like yeah, I know. I you don't get this much money without like what? What? She, she was literally knowingly pimping her niece out. Just like yeah, I knew you guys were trying to do something with my daughter, but I was just hoping she'd fall in love. <laughs> like what a horrible aunt! <laughs> God. Well, we haven't even talked about the mobsters yet. <laughs> That find one one ink and gold thing and lose their damn minds trying to get it. Yeah, this giant, like, basically, this thing that looks like a medallion from the Legends of the Hidden Temple. Right. Yeah, they're going, that they're going after. Uh, this movie, man. Uh, so, there is a scene in this movie where, uh, because Slapstick has to live somewhere... The mobsters are moving this giant gold disc, trying to get it to an airplane that's just like parked in the front yard of this like university, just hanging out there, trying to get it there. And Herbie throws a, just a bunch of bananas at him. And so they're slipping and sliding all over on these bananas and they drop this guy falls over and the gold, the giant gold thing lands on him. That motherfucker, he would have been dead. He would have been crushed. Yes. And then of course yes, he's if, dead. 
that man is dead. And then, of course, you know, if it wasn't wacky enough, the music at this point turns into, like, circus calliope with horns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get this thing off me! But I also want somebody to explain to me how um, 20 Bananas makes you literally covered in uh, potassium bukake for the rest of the movie. It, they were gooey for the rest of the movie. Yeah. They really they were. They were more ropey than Kindred for the rest of this film. I was it's like the titular Bananas, when they finally made their appearance in this movie... And when they got bukkakied by the bananas, I mean, they did not have that much banana goo on them when they got no, no, when they got pureed outside. But the minute they got into the plane, it really, it really looked like that they just stood there before filming happened and had three buckets of Gerber's banana puree just thrown at them. Which isn't a good look. No. It's not a good look. It was liquefied bananas. It wasn't like there were chunks or pieces of banana. It was just... Just like somebody that had taken, like, um, like Vaseline. It's like they just rolled around in Vaseline and they got back in the plane. And you know that couldn't have smelled good on the set. I mean, if that was real banana puree that they were wearing, you know, after a while, that started smelling very rancid. And, oh, it had to have. And probably attracting fruit fly, uh, fruit bats and fruit flies also. Since this, uh. is, <laughs> this is, you know, apparently filmed south of the border. Um, so how exactly how many stereotypes did you find uh, in this movie? Just with Just within the first 15 minutes alone. Oh, the whole the whole thing is just stereotypes. I mean, I I think it's probably better that we look at what isn't a stereotype. <laughs> and I don't know that there is a thing in this movie that is not a stereotype. It's like all of the all of the old the, the, all, all uh, the old wire, all the old right and with fire. Oh, fuego! <laughs> fuego! I'm like, geez, what? <laughs> All, all the old Latin women were angry and fat and looked like something out of a Far Side comic strip. Um, <laughs> um, God, what else? Um, junk being sold on the streets all over the place. Um, Literally anything you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> mangoes galore. I was beginning to wonder where the bananas were because I'm seeing mangoes all over the place. And I'm like, shouldn't this be called... Herbie fully mangoed because where's the bananas and finally we get the and it just so happens that they found a banana boat to hide in which we never see by the way we never see them hide in the banana boat but they are traveling behind a banana caravan completely covered in bananas as a disguise well and then Harvey Corman just really leaning into the non-veiled racial stereotype (laughs) thing just good night it it was a this movie is a mess you are a well you are well spoken for your race oh god <laughs> yeah that line when that line happened i was like no he did not just say that and sure enough he did and then when he's looking at the kids when he's trying to call the phone he's like 
Your, yes, yeah. Your, 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 your country, the kids are so great. You're, you have such wonderful expressions on your faces. It's so colorful. <laughs> You're so colorful. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm not going to miss this one. I'm going to tell you that right now. You're, you're not going to miss Cloris Leachman being all sexy? Not while Harvey Corbin wants to run a train on a boat that he sees behind her. No. <laughs> I mean, Cloris Leachman, one, should never sexy dance ever again. And and two, when she was, you know, before they threw Herbie overboard and threw him off the plank, and she's trying to appeal because she's sponsoring the car. And she's like, I'm the sponsor of your car and I'm appealing to you as a woman. And like starts unrobing. And I'm like, no, no, put it back. No. <laughs> Between this and Carol Channing's nips, I'm done, man. <laughs> we got to stay away from this era for a while because I, was there like a was like a black hole of like bombshells where they couldn't get anybody and they just decided to be like, like bring all of these, bring all of these, uh, like the puppet Edna's in lingerie over here, and Minnie Pearl's got a strap on. Like, what are they doing? What is happening right now? Well, I think after you know Meyer Breckenridge, and you know Raquel Welch straps on a dildo and then turns into Rex Reed at the end, screaming about where's his tits. I think that probably ruined all sexified women in Hollywood. So they had to get what they could get. And in this case, it was Cloris Leachman almost showing us her tits. We don't need it. <laughs> Nobody needs it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with it. <laughs> oh, my God. And I don't think this will be the last time we're going to dive into Disney Plus. Because Disney Plus no, is a no. treasure trove of films like this. I Especially... Stuff from the late, basically anything from when, um, from when Walt Disney died, all the way up to The Little Mermaid. Anything that came out during that time period is just fodder for this show. It really is. Uh, so this this again will not be the the last time we we dive into it. Can you recommend this movie though? Honestly, I don't think I can. That doesn't make it the worst movie that we've watched. But there's very little redeeming value mm -hmm. in yeah. this film, like, like at all. Like, there's no point to watching it. Nobody gives like a, a wild, over the top performance that that you can get behind. There's no weird effects. There's no crazy plot twists. It's just, it's a movie that's that is attempting to gear the kids to get them to watch it over and over again. And I think it failed. God, I hope it failed. Um, I know it was not the most financially successful entry in the entire franchise. I mean, Her I mean, Herbie Fully Loaded made a lot more money than this thing did. Right. I mean, so I think I think this is the flop. I mean, well, it killed the franchise for a while, and then they tried relaunching it with Herbie Fully Loaded, and I'm surprised they didn't make a sequel after that one was a hit. But then again, you know. Lindsay Lohan fully loaded on the set of the movie, so right. Um, and you and you got you know Matt Dillon, you know being humiliated by a computer animated car at the same time. So the the, the Herbie franchise is very interesting. It really is. I mean, the the Love Bug was a movie that got lucky, and. <laughs> 
you know, was was an interesting concept when it came out. And then when they made the sequel, it was like, okay, this is maybe going too far. And then it came all the way down to this thing that honestly never should have been made. It's, I, I hope, right. I hope at least the Disney studio got a tax write-off for this film uh, because I, I hope so. This is just bad. I mean, I, uh, but I got my eyeball on a couple of other ones. Um, you, I've on, already put, I've already weighed in on the ones that on the Disney Plus that I think we should do. So I, you know where I stand. Yeah, I mean, I'm but I, I I'm I'm looking at the Shaggy Da. I gotta tell you, um, I, I want that one about the kid and the robot that go to King Arthur's court. <laughs> I want that one. <laughs> I want the one about the. Uh, I want the one about the basketball player who is also a leprechaun. That one's out there. Give me that. Yep. There's yep. a lot. Yeah, we got that. He's giving it to us. We we got the rock star. We got Samson and the rock star or yes. whatever. You know, yes. we got that one. We've got uh, God. There's a lot on there. So, um, but this is where you chose to start, you sadistic son of a bitch. <laughs> I chose to start with Herbie goes bananas. So, <sighs> however. However, I, I think I'm about to make you happy with our Let's next film. Yes, I want to hear it. But before, but before I announce the title, uh, we do have to give an all-con update. Unfortunately, um, Mr. Farmer will not be able to, to join us at all-con due to uh, job reasons. Well, yeah, it's, you know, it's, a, it's 1,400 miles. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, a, it's a haul for me to make it down there. It's, it's days, <laughs> so I'm not able to... Not able to do it this time around. Next year, though, I've already got plans. I'm already since I can't go this year. I'm already working on next year, so don't worry. <laughs> I'm coming in full force. I just have two years to plan for it. There you go. We're still going to have a presence there, though. We still have our yeah. panels. Um, the uh, one of the panels that's being changed. We're still doing a tribute to Canon Pictures, which um, with which Mr. Farmer has watched and given his approval to. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But instead of recording an episode where we talk about Canon Pictures, we're actually going to do um, a presentation called These Films Exist. And what we're doing is basically the concept of it is is we're going to be showing clips from the films where if we were ever to actually do a film festival based off of this show, from the ones that were just – that made us have giggle fits like crazy – and then the ones that just made us go, oh, my God, why? Th these are the ones. So, ba yes. so basically, this is the creme de la creme from both polar sides, basically. It's the, it's the sizzler reel for this podcast. Yes. Is what it is. And what the great thing about it is one of the films that was chosen for it, uh, which is Summer Camp Nightmare, um, we just found out that one of the stars of Summer Camp Nightmare will be at Alcon. God so, so bad, man. Samantha Newark is going to be there. Uh, she's such an amazing woman. Yeah. Like, it, it hurts that I'm not going to be there for that. So I told her about it, too, and she started cracking up. She said, oh, my God, no, you're not. She said, what spectrum is it on? We said, it's on the ones that we like. Don't worry. It's, it's one of the yeah. ones that we liked. Um, but, yeah, so I'm trying to see if I can maybe have her come in and, and just, like, cringe at it uh, but uh so yeah no we're still going to be there so you know go to allcon.org uh, and buy your tickets 
it's going to be a fun weekend still. And Thursday's free, and they don't half-ass their Thursday. No, they so don't. So if you if you ever have if you are tempted to go but don't know what it is or what it's like, you can go Thursday for free. And Thursday is it they don't they don't half-ass it. Thursday no, is a full convention day. Insane convention day. Yeah, there's so, panels galore. There's game shows going on at night. There is a old-fashioned Hugh Hefner-style bunny hutch party yes. that happens. Uh, there's even a drag show on Thursday night. Um, so you've got that going on on top of the bunny hutch. And then if you decide to you know stay for the rest of the weekend, not only do you have more game shows going on and more panels and contests galore, uh, we also found out that as part of the reunion for the cast of the original Battlestar Galactica um, from the 70s and the early 80s, that Alcon has gotten permission to show the film that launched Battlestar Galactica. So there's going to be a screening of Battlestar Galactica, the movie, uh, yes. with, with the cast present. It's <laughs> so, insane. Yeah. It's insane that it's happening. It really is. So ex extremely excited about that. Can't wait. Um, and, um, you know, it's just it's going to be a great weekend. It's a blast to look look into it, and um, you won't regret it. So You don't regret it. I've never <laughs> met anyone who's ever gone to this thing and said that they had a bad time. Yeah. Ever, ever, once in my life. It's a great, great weekend. It really is. And now, Andy, are you dying to know what movie is this movie? I am, movie? because I have an idea, and I got to die. I hope it's. I hope it is. I got just hit me with it. Well, because he's been wanting me to watch this one for quite some time. <laughs> yes, Chris has to watch it too. <laughs> Producer Chris has to watch it too. Has to. And so I figured, after everything we've done, it, it's it's time to let Andy throw one back at us. And the movie we're going to watch is a little film that apparently is only available on Amazon Prime right now. Um, and that film is called Bad Ben. Listen, it is the best. It's the best. It is the best movie. I swear to you, it is the best movie. I will see if there's a trailer. This movie has spawned four sequels. Seven now. Oh what? Yeah, I, I saw I saw when I was looking up Bad Ben on Amazon Prime. I saw Bad Ben Part Seven. And I'm like, wait, what? Wh wh what? <laughs> I know there's Bad Ben, Badder Ben, Badest Ben. I don't. I didn't realize there were seven. But I'm just, dude. You are gonna have so much fun. You just just know that you are going to have so much fun. Because it, seriously, it's equal parts, um, it's equal parts, uh, what's the movie that came out, the, the found footage, uh, horror movie that was really hot for a minute that I cannot think of the name of to save my life? The Blair Witch Project? The other one. Uh, paranormal Activity? Yes, thank you. It is, it is half Paranormal Activity and half, um... HGTV home show. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Filmed in New Jersey with a former mobster. You take those two costs. Oh, my so God. It is, it is so amazing. It is... It, I don't know how... The, I don't know how this movie got made, but I'm telling you right now, the fact that it is not a cult film 
needs to change. This is my choice for movies that aren't quite there yet that need to be there. By the way, I want to let you know that on the um, Facebook page for Bad Ben Movie, it was announced Memorial Day 2020, Bad Ben 8, Hell on Earth. Yes. So there's now going to be eight of these damn things. It's so good. I'm telling you, producer Chris has to watch it all the way through. I he is going to he is going to hate love this movie so hard. <laughs> it's so great. I can't wait to watch it again. To be honest, I cannot wait to watch it again. Uh, okay, you made my you made me very happy. Because <laughs> I cannot wait for your reaction to this film. I cannot God. wait. This is this is the sweet revenge you've been see- you've been seeking after everything I've put you through, isn't it? I wish it was. I I wish that I was that I thought that this film was going to torture you, but I don't. I think that in the same way that we have enjoyed awful movies, that you are actually going to enjoy how bad this is. Oh my god! I really believe that. I'm tell I'm going to give you this teaser. To the audience and to you before we get into it because we will have to talk about it during the show. There is a five minute sequence where our hero is on the phone with the power company yelling at the power company about getting his power on in his haunted house. Wow. It is. You are going to. Ew, I can't prepare you enough because I wasn't prepared. I was like, I like bad horror movies. Let's try this one. And I was just like, what is happening? Oh my god. It's so good. It's it's not long either. So it's not gonna it's not gonna be for long, but I personally believe you're going to actually enjoy it. Chris is going to hate love this thing <laughs> so hard, and I cannot wait to hear your reaction to this film. All I right. can't wait. Alright. So that that that'll be our next film and um I got something actually very big planned for after uh, after this one. I, All right. I, yeah, I've got something very big planned for Bad Ben, and I hope you're ready for it. I really do. You got something planned for Bad Ben after ba- after Bad Ben? Okay, okay. I was gonna say, did you get Bad Ben on the show? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, I, I hope you're re- I hope you're ready for the for the next film. I really do. I mean. You're going to need something after Bad Ben, and I'm not sure what it is. Let's just say it's a palate cleanser. All right. We're going to need a palate cleanser already. So, But it's one that I'm dying to watch along with you and discuss. Let's just say that. All right. Well, let's end this thing so that I can uh, prepare myself for Bad Ben. (laughs) All right, gang. So thank you very much as we um, dove into... Quite possibly uh, one of the worst films to come from Walt Disney Studios ever. Might be uh, the worst. I'm not sure. It's definitely one of the worst ones. Um, and yeah, I can't recommend it either. So if you if you're trolling along on um, Disney Plus and you see this, you may, skip it. Yeah, <laughs> let you, this one go. Let this one go. Don't 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 give in to um, the bananas. Whatever you do. So. All right, gang, we will see you next time, and hopefully I'll see some of you also at AllCon. Talk to you later.